everybody. Welcome to another special episode here of Puck Off. I'm your host, Chris Nozick, as always, joined by my co-host, Mr. Andrew Johnson of the Short Shift Pod. Andrew, how are you today as we prepare to dive into the exciting world of the Arizona Coyotes? Um, I'm not nearly as excited for the Arizona Coyotes as the Arizona Coyotes are as excited for Logan Cooley. <laughs> you mean the number one draft prospect in the entire world? The best prospect in the world. I get that you have to hype your own supply, but don't be brazen. Don't. <laughs> I mean, don't, don't I... piss on my head and tell me it's raining. Well, as I said last week, Combertard's not in this world. No. I oh, am. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if Connor Bedard could be promoted to like the space hockey league, he would. Yeah, he's up there with Adam Fantilli because apparently they forgot about him too. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, oh, and Devin Levi. I, I mean, I know it's not the same forward versus goaltender, but Devin Levi is a pretty damn good prospect in of himself. He is. He is. He you is. know, I and, and you know, but we talked about a lot of young goaltenders in the. Uh, in the Montreal episode, we, you know, we named a few of them, D- Justin Wolf, um, Yaroslav Askarov, you know, mm-hmm. there, there's plenty mm-hmm. of young goaltending depth to, uh, to compete with best prospect in the world, but <laughs> okay, Arizona, we'll, we'll dive in with you. I'll smoke whatever you're smoking here right now. We'll ask the big bear what it is and We'll uh we'll dive into some of this. So give us some of the good shit, big bear. Let's go. Let's go, Jay. Oh man. <laughs> so the Arizona Coyotes last year finished 27th out of 32. Somehow they finished 70 points, uh, 12 more than Anaheim, and uh two more than Montreal, who were in 28th. So didn't uh, they kind of end the year on a heater? They ended the year. Let me see if I can pull up the last 10 games for them. I think they were uh, eight and two or something stupid like that. No, they were one seven and two. Who am I thinking of? <laughs> and their last one, their last game was an OT win, as an overtime win. Okay, maybe maybe I was thinking of that. I'm thinking of something else clearly. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I, th- I think you're thinking of the Bruins who ended nine and one. Uh, That's too much on your mind. There's. Uh... But we'll, we'll, we digress. We are looking at the Arizona Coyotes. They Last year, they finished with a record of 28, 40, and 14. 70 points, as I mentioned. Point percentage of 42.7. They had a goal differential of minus 71. Uh, mm-hmm. I put none of that on Karel Vamelka. That all. dude is a horse. He could have been an L.A. King. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would yep. love to have seen him thrive with Jacob Chikrin in LA. I wanted that deal to go through so bad. Mm-hmm. And frankly, if I'm Carol Volmeka and you get a couple of drinks in me, so would I. Yeah, I would admit that. Life. I would admit that to the world. Yeah. Carol Vomelka, though, is working himself into a nice $7 million contract in a couple of years. Uh, yeah, at some point, for sure. People are going to look at his raw numbers are going to be like, so people are going to be listening to this and looking at his raw numbers because they don't watch Arizona. And why would you? It's 10 o'clock. Everyone's asleep. You should be asleep. You're a human being. We're not human. We're freaks. They're going to look at. (laughs) What was that? 
who you and me we're freaks i don't know if yeah. freak is a nice enough term no no it's it's, it's i'm i'm being diplomatic chris roll <laughs> with it with me it's puck off man there's no diplomatic, off. diplomaticness but pe but people are going to look at Vimelka's raw numbers and they're going to be like what the fuck are these guys talking about his if you dive into his numbers he keeps them afloat as much as he can he's had some ridiculous games over the course of the last two seasons for them ridiculous games yeah He's and, a and it, it doesn't stud. always show in the numbers either mm -hmm. I, I don't care what numbers you're looking at it doesn't always show there he um well if you look at his uh international competition from the last couple of seasons uh <laughs> Uh, he he was in a uh, one of the internet European Championships for Czech Republic last year. Nine seventy eight save for nine seventy eight save percentage. Point five goals against two years ago. Last year, uh, in the World Championships, one point seven eight goals against average. Nine forty four save percentage in four games. You get a team. You get a good team in front of him, and he will and he will thrive. I'm trying to look at some of the ad advanced numbers, uh, courtesy mm -hmm. of of Money Puck. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm looking at some of them, and I'm still sitting here. I mean, not all of them look great. Can I just say, shout out Money Puck for putting James Reimer's name in Rainbow. <laughs> that is the best thing they have done. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I think it's fucking hilarious. And yes. fuck you, James Reimer. Yes. Um, Correct. But it just, I, you know. Like goals against better than expected, for instance. Like Linus Allmark took the cake at 0.88, almost an entire goal against better than expected. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, Karel Vamelka's on the list at 13th with 0.23. That's that's damn good. That's still really fucking good. Mm -hmm. All right, and win above wins above replacement 1.85. No, he doesn't top the list. Because you see Soros and Linus Allmark top the list, then you're going to have Sorokin, Hellebuck, Shesterkin, so on and so forth. But for a team that won, what did I say, fucking 28 games, Karel mm -hmm. Vamelka, what, 1.85 wins above replacement? Like, that's crucial. Yeah. Yeah. He kept them, he, he legitimately kept that team afloat some nights when he they were drowning. kind of guy that you have to watch. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Uh, rebounds per save: point zero five three. Expected rebounds. I mean, per that means that was that means he controls the puck. Expected rebounds per save: point zero four three. Mm -hmm. Like rebounds above expected: point zero one. And you're talking like. Uh, let's see, Martin Jones, 0. 0.004, Ilya Sorokin, 0. 0.024. Uh, 0. 024. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it just, it. he had the third most puck freezes last year, right? He, he was expected to freeze the puck 390 times. He froze it 378. He's got puck control. Mm -hmm. You know, the only two guys above him were Soros and Goryev. Mm -hmm. That's good company to be in. Puck freezes above expected, minus 12.37. So he was <laughs> way under what he was expected to do for that. 
shots on goal, uh, saves on goal, shots on goal. Um, I mean, it, it, by the numbers, he looks average, which is kind of funny because look how bad the fucking team is. You have an average goal. You have a goaltender putting up average numbers on a team that wins 28 games. Mm-hmm. That's got a guy like, um, got a guy like Merzlikens. put Merzlikens season on the coyotes. What happens to them? Merzlikens, uh, Merzlikens was on a bad team last year too. Well, yes, but what I'm well. saying, what I'm saying here is if you put a guy like have like a Merzlikens type of season, Merzlikens season last year on the coyotes, they win 15 games. Listen, all roads lead back to Martin Jones. If Martin Jones is on this team, this team wins 15 games. <laughs> but he's the savior for the Maple Leafs, which pick pick a bit, Noshik. <laughs> uh trade Vamelka for, for Jones. Nailed it. You got it. Nailed you it. you hire you. Hire you for fucking GM. Do it. Ah, there we go. <laughs> it, it's it's all in how you look at the numbers. But no, Karel Vamelka's on a shitty team. He's their best player. You wouldn't know it to look at his numbers, but if you saw him on the ice, you would know it. You would put him over Clayton Keller? I would. Okay. That's not as that's not as uh ridiculous. Put him over Logan Cooley. On first blush. Yeah. I'd put him over I don't know Logan. if I'd put him over Logan Cooley. Like, man, he he's <laughs> playing the space he's playing the space league with McDavid. Maybe. I uh, know cuz he's in this world. So, uh, so Seriously, like seriously speaking about Cooley, just real quick, he's an ama- he's an amazing prospect. He's a- he's a great prospect, easily a top five, top ten prospect. In the Does NHL. he make the team out of camp? Uh, if you're Arizona, you hope so. <laughs> you See, may I, force the issue. <laughs> we we talked about it a week or so ago. <laughs> I think Arizona is truly with Bill Armstrong trying to turn the Titanic before it hits the iceberg. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think they can do it because of a piece like oh, you're out your case. <clears throat> like it, it. They've hit rock bottom. Yes, they don't have. They've um, already. You so so. You're saying they've already. They're, they're already there. They're on the way up. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have assets crawling out of every crevice of this organization. The only thing this organization doesn't have going for it is an arena. <laughs> Everything else about this organization, there's something positive for. Your top Wait, line is Keller, Bukestad, and Schmaltz. That's a good first line. Quick pop quiz. How many draft picks in the first three rounds does this team have in the fir- in the next three years? Uh, it's, it's, it's well into double digits. It's what 20 or something. 20. Exactly. 20 draft picks, 20 draft, 20. They're, they're not going to draft in, all in context. They have 20 top 96 draft picks in the next three years. They're not going to use all of them. They can't use all of them. I mean, they can, they, but can't, it's, it's, they can't, but it speaks to how many assets they've just hoarded. But 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 that's just it. They've they've done the hoarding. They've done they've done the hard part. They've made their savings. They've built up that savings account. 
Now it's it's spending it. Clayton Keller locked in for five years. Nick Schmaltz locked in for three years. Nick Bukestad locked in for two more years. I'm not sure that those are the guys that are going to be leading the charge. Even Lawson Kraus locked in for four years. Those guys, you can move them. Mm-hmm. You a can, lot of these are move. A lot of these are movable deals. A lot of them are movable. Schmaltz. I hope Boston calls on Schmaltz. Mm-hmm. But you know what that's going to do? That's going to mm-hmm. bring in another prospect like a, a, a Brett Harrison or a Phil, uh, Fabian Lysel or um, uh, Mason Lori, Jeremy Swayman. It's going to bring in a piece like that. Mm-hmm. Now tell me, tell me, you wouldn't Swayman, Swayman Vimelka timeshare. Oh my God. Swayman Vimelka timeshare for the next five years. Would you do it? Is that an anchor for a contending team? Probably. Because right if now, I know if I know. My top, my top six and top four are set, and you know my bottom six and my bottom pairs are just like interchangeable pieces that contribute. Well, and my back end is Vimilka Swayman playing each playing, you know, splitting the splitting, you know, twenty two hundred minutes a year, forty two games each, forty games each, whatever. I feel good. You should. Yeah. You 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 really should. Mm-hmm. Because think about this: in that time frame, your top six. Let's. I, I'm I'm putting a pencil in Bukestad and Keller because I think if you trade Schmaltz, you can look to trade those guys too. Mm-hmm. Your top six would be Maselli, Cooley, and Gunther. Is that how it's pronounced? Dylan Gunther. Dylan Gunther. Yep. Gunther. And then your second line starts with Lawson Krause and Barrett Hayden. Hmm. That's I'm not, not sure. Bar- I'm not sure Barrett Hayden is has that top six ceiling. You don't think so? I don't think so. But Krause, Krause, heavy bodied, twenty twenty five goal scorer at his peak. I don't. I feel good about him on the on my second line for sure. So. How would you feel about this? This is how it looks right now. Keller, Bukestad, Schmaltz. Mm-hmm. I'm into Maselli, it. Cooley, Kraus. That's your top Cooley, six. You you have you have Cooley as your second line, your second line in, on your second line right now. I'm just saying, like, that's how it could look right now. How do you mm-hmm. feel about that? Because you could do someone else that's a second line center, but with where your organization is at, if he can make the team out of camp, why not put Logan Cooley where he's gonna be? Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. I feel, I feel, I feel, I'm feeling the upswing if I'm Armstrong. You could put Jason Zucker on that line instead. Jason Zucker had a pretty damn good rebound season last year for Pittsburgh. And and he's a veteran guy. He's been to a cup final before. Maybe putting him on the left side of Logan Cooley would help develop the kid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, but then you still have... Alex Kerfoot, Ta- Travis Boyd, Jack McBain, Barrett Hayden, uh, you know, Carcone, 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 huh? Carcone. Carcone. I don't know all the. You, you're the one who spoke French with Montreal, so. <laughs> and then their forecourt, their forecourt, their 
their four core. I'll say this about their four core. It's going to be good for playing in a college arena because that's going to be fun. That's going to be a party. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a party. Everyone's trying to find their stride. I think this is the year where you kind of throw it a little bit in the hands of Andre Tor. Uh, Tor- Torigny, I believe is his name. Wow, I'm the, the butcher all the names left and right. They don't pay me to say the names right. I'll put it that way. Torigny, Torigny, I believe it is. Put and it in the hands of will, him Somebody will correct me, by the way. Oh, yeah, someone <laughs> will correct me too before the episode even airs. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's how quick Twitter works. Come on. Uh, I, I put it in the hands of the coach and I say, you know what, just figure out what the lines are going to look like. Um, I'm going to worry about an arena. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's what you got to do this year. No, I'm, 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 uh, wandering the deserts of Mesa, Arizona for, for the elusive plot of land. That being said, I can see them finishing sixth in the division this year. Mm-hmm. They're not, oh, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're going to be fun though. They're going to be fun. Although the, <laughs> it's funny you say that though, because this year, this this year, they have Matt Dumba, Josh Brown, Troy Stetcher on the right <laughs> on their defensive end. Sean Dersey anchors the left side of their defense. Uh, mm-hmm. They got three point nine million in cap space to work with. I'm not sure I like the rest of the left side of their defense, but you know they have players. JJ Moser is a good young defenseman. Yusuf Alamaki, a good young defenseman. Sean Dersey, a good young defenseman, but they're not. They're not good good. NHL defensemen. Does that make sense? They're they're good third pairing guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Although Sean Dersey, Sean Dersey, I think is a solid top four. Dersey got a lot of power play time in LA. I think that boosted his minutes a little bit. He was a bit sheltered in LA, but he thrived in those minutes. And you have strength on the other side. Mm -hmm. Matt Dumba is a solid veteran guy. I'm glad they got him because that really rounds out this defense as a solid unit. I'm I would not, I would love to see a rebound from Dumba. He was awful in Minnesota last year. It's awful. a clean slate for him. That's right. It. It's a clean slate right. for him. I think he's very, very movable at the trade deadline. Like oh, yeah. John That's Kruger. why you sign him to one year four mil. <laughs> right. Because you can also retain half of that money and get a better piece for him for a cup contender if you decide he's not part of your future. Dumba's mm-hmm. still young. All things considered, they can extend him for another four or five years and really have him be a captain on this team. He's got mm-hmm. a letter, he's got letter history. Yeah, or like you said, you could just as easily flip him at the deadline for another pick. <laughs> right. I, I think what right now what this team is is uh, it's the beginning stages of find yourself. Lawson Kraus, are you a top six? Are you a middle six? Can, mm-hmm. Are you are you finding home more on the left side or on the right side? It's not bad when you have a guy who can play multiple positions, mm-hmm. but in a situation like this where you've got Keller, Zucker, Bukestad, Hayden, Boyd, Kraus, Schmaltz, uh, McBain, Kerfoot, and Car- Carson, they can all play yeah. multiple positions. You got to figure out where the fuck they belong. Is Jack McBain better on the left or down the middle? You have to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Is Barrett Hayden better on the left or down the middle? Like Logan Cooley is a center. 
I'm not moving him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I, I'm okay with sitting here going, okay, maybe maybe you take the approach. And, and I think a lot more teams are looking at their lines in a different way, not lines one, two, and three. We, I, I've mentioned it with Boston a lot. They looked at it as the Bergeron line, the Krejci line, the Coil line, and mm-hmm. the no line. Kind of, line last year. If you look at it in terms of this is my center and this is my line, the Bukestad line, the Cooley line, the Hayden line. But if Barrett Hayden plays better on the wing and his ceiling gets higher because he's playing on the left side of Logan Cooley, you need to figure that shit out. Mm -hmm. And this is the year for the Arizona Coyotes to do that. That's why I feel like Logan Cooley playing second line center is not a bad thing if he if he can crack it. And it's not he he doesn't have as small of a frame as a guy like Connor Bedard. So mm-hmm. he's a little bit more physically NHL ready. And I mean, let's face it, yeah, the Coyotes, like you're not exactly Toronto's not exactly ri- lining up Ryan Reeves to take out your top six forward. Like, gotta catch him first. Well, yeah, that too. But <laughs> Ryan Reeves isn't in this conference anymore. You know, mm-hmm. like, who's the biggest hitter in this call in this division that you really have to worry about taking out Logan Cooley on a dirty, nasty hit? Um, Cashian doesn't play for Edmonton anymore, right? No, no, he doesn't. Um, you have to think about it. Like, there's not a lot of those guys around that much. Yeah, not, I, not anymore I, anyway. And I think you and with a guy like Alex Kerfoot on this roster, mm-hmm. and Matt Dumba too. By the way, Matt Dumba can throw it down. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's going to cheap shot Logan Cooley. Mm-hmm. So I think it's safe to say, again, talent wise, withstanding, if he can, if he can break your roster, put him in his spot and say, kid, this spot is yours until you lose it. Right. We're building our organization with you in the two C role. Fucking, you can make it the one C role if you play better than a guy like Bukestad. You can take over top line minutes. We'll we'll use your line more if it's performing. But we're penciling you in here. Let's figure out who you work with. Do you think my kind of no. shifting gears here a little bit? I don't. I, well, I mean, listen to some of these episodes. Uh, I know <laughs> you're about to. Um, do you think that the location in the arena drama is going to affect this team at all? I think it can. Um I think a lot of the guys who were on the team last year dealt with it. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to know how to kind of block out the noise. Um, Logan Cooley's going to feel fine playing in a college arena. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of them realize that the arena thing is out of their control and nothing's mm-hmm. going to happen today. So like, right. you know, yeah, there might be a, a plot of land designated, but like, it, that that's where a guy like maybe Logan Cooley can sit there and be like, do I see myself playing here long-term? Well, that's and, why he said he was going to go back to college at first because of the uncertainty surrounding this. Right. He reverted, he reverted, he signed his ELC after daddy got involved. 
Yeah, exactly. Daddy um, was hacked. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, there's $925,000 that's sitting there waiting for you, child. <laughs> well, wasn't it? What are you doing? Who, wasn't it his father who was like, my son's never going to play there until this or whatever? Was that um, him? No, no, that was that was Keller's that was dad. Keller. That's who it that was. was. Keller's dad, and Clayton Keller was like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm an adult no. father." <laughs> no way. I have seven million dollars. <sighs> Please leave. <laughs> I will pay you to go away. Yes, exactly. But like, I mean, think about it. If you can start the Maselli Cooley magic, left side center. Wouldn't Maselli's you? is going to be so good. I am so high on him. I'm Ooh. so high on him. First line, Maselli Cooley Schmaltz. Mm-hmm. That would fuck. Keller Bukestad Kraus. Okay. Okay. Zucker. That's a physical, that, that's a, that, that's a physical line that's going to be protecting Keller, too. Zucker, Hayden, Boyd. Actually, Kerfoot. Zucker, Hayden, Kerfoot. That is a that is two defensive centers. That's two defensive guys in Hayden in uh Kerfoot that are that will let Zucker just fire pucks. But Hayden is fast down the middle. Mm-hmm. He has some offensive skill. I think his offensive upside's a little underrated. But I I agree I I agree with you that he's more of a third line C, mm-hmm. maybe a a second line winger is, is if he can focus on offense. But I like him down the middle. I'd be okay with him as my three C. Mm-hmm. That's your top nine though. That's a top nine that can score. That's a top nine that can score. That's a top nine that that's fun. Then you have Jack McBain on the fourth line, mm-hmm. Travis Boyd on the fourth line. Mm-hmm. And what Liam O'Brien, mm-hmm. or you know, and then a couple young kids trying to fight for the lineup. You got a solid top four: Dursey, Dumba, Brown, and uh, Yuso. How do you say his last Valamaki. name? Yuso Valamaki. Yuso Valamaki. Okay, and then you know, non Vesna candidate for some reason, Karelva Melka in goal. Well, the for some reason is because of the the Arizona um, on his chest. <laughs> the Arizona on his chest, yes. But the Kachina just kind of chilling there. With that lineup, I sit there and I go, this team could be four, fifth or sixth in the in the Western Conference. In the do in they the play Central. meaningful hockey in March? In the Central. I almost said the Western Conference. Yeah, <laughs> in the Central, um, they do can they play, play spoiler. Mm-hmm. They can do. But when I say that, is a, do, do do does Armstrong go into say we're we're about three weeks away from the trade deadline? Armstrong has a meeting with his brain trust. When he sees the standings, what does he see? Does he see a? Does he see someone to maybe add some pieces out of the? Depends on your definition of what you're adding. Because mm-hmm. this team is also right now three point nine away from the caps, uh, the cap ceiling. Um, but good for them. Good for them for finally spending. I again, I think the owner wants to be competitive. I think he's trying to start a shift. So mm-hmm. I think what you're more likely to see 
in this scenario, for instance, like I think Nick Schmaltz is more of a natural center. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would. Okay. Would you rather have Nick Schmaltz at center or Logan Cooley at center? Right now, probably Schmaltz as my top line center. As my top line center, probably Schmaltz. You like that? Cooley Cooley at my top six, though, if he's ready. Assuming he's ready, yeah. Because, or would you rather have Schmaltz or Bukestad on the on the right side? I would rather have Schmaltz on a Schmaltz at center. Right. So and that means Bukestad on my right. Yep. Right. So that means based off the lineup we just did, now you're going Maselli, Cooley, Bukestad, which is still a good line. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you this: Now you're you're talking about selling versus buying at the deadline. Mm-hmm. If you're selling a piece like Nick Schmaltz. Okay. And I'm I'm going back to the team that we just we know because we know what the players are like. Mm-hmm. If you sell a guy like Schmaltz to Boston, you bring in a guy like DeBrusque, Harrison, and Liesel, for instance. Let's say it's those three guys for one. That's a pretty fair deal, right? Mm-hmm. You now can put your first line as Maselli, Cooley, and DeBrusque. You now have Brett Harrison down the middle for your second or third line, probably third line is where I think I would go with him. You know how like a year or two from now. You're yeah. Saying. A year or two from yeah. now. Cause you're rebuilding yeah. this slowly. You're looking at this in a longer term. Mm-hmm. You will, which would actually probably then long-term put Maselli Cooley Liesel. Mm-hmm. Tell me that's not a good top line for two years from now, three years from now. Mm-hmm. And then you have Keller, Schmaltz, DeBrusque. Wait, didn't they just trade Schmaltz? Oh, I'm sorry. In that, yeah. So it would be Keller. You'd have probably Keller. Um, I, I I don't even know. But you you, you throw in another veteran forward mm-hmm. in DeBrusque who can play left or right. By that point, Kerfoot's coming off your roster, by the way. Kerfoot's off in two years. So extending yep. a guy like DeBrusque for six million bucks, seven million bucks, which is where he's gonna probably land. You don't really you you don't you don't blink at that. You don't blink at, at extending him for that. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And again, depend you know, whether it's a, a Jeremy Swayman or you bring in Brett Harrison or a John Beecher, or like there's a third piece to that deal. Mm-hmm. You have now turned Nick Schmaltz into three usable pieces. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of sell at the deadline I think they look to make. Mm-hmm. You're not selling Barrett Hayden. So you're not. You're saying. So you're basically saying is like you're Armstrong. You're you're playing. You're kind of in the mix, but kind of not. You're not there yet. You're selling right now. This team can do to multiple teams what the Chicago Blackhawks did to Pittsburgh last year, knock them out Mm -hmm. and let Florida go in. Mm -hmm. That's where they stand right now. Figuring it out by the Mm -hmm. trade deadline. They'll have a better idea of who stays, who to shop. Mm -hmm. Maybe they don't shop anybody major at the deadline. I think they're going to field a lot of calls. I I think you're going to have, Tons of teams knocking down the door for Karel Vamelka. 
I think you're going to have tons of teams knocking down the door for Matt Dumbo with money retained, Sean Dursey because he's got RFA status at the end of the season. You're mm-hmm. going to have teams like you have to look at this from Arizona's perspective. What what is what are your untouchables right now? My untouchables right now are Logan Cooley, Matthias Maselli, and that's you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to necessarily deal a Keller Schmaltz or Kraus, but I have to be mm-hmm. open to it. Jason Zucker is an amazing trade chip right now. Mm-hmm. One year. Yeah. And oh, by Already the way, an expiring contract. And oh, by the way, as you pointed out, I have 20 draft picks I can work with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know what? When I say I want to buy, like, hey, you know what? If his name keeps popping up and they need help in goal, hey, Edmonton, we'll take Ryan Nugent Hopkins off your hands and fix your goaltending problem. Mm -hmm. I will give you a couple picks to make the deal work because I don't have to worry about money. I can take your crappy Jack Campbell contract for you. (laughs) It's a swing. Yeah, it is. You're right. But a guy like um, uh, like Nugent Hopkins, he's locked up. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, don't think I can't get them to attach a high-end prospect in that deal too. Because mm-hmm. that's the cost of doing business if you're Edmonton right now. Maybe Toronto. Maybe mm-hmm. the Kings. Like there's a lot of teams that will sit there and they'll want they'll all want roads lead to to, all roads lead to Vimelka. All roads lead to Vimelka, always. <laughs> That's it. Mm-hmm. And some teams I can get something back for if in the right deal, like in a in the right three team deal, there's enough youth in goal in the minors. We talked about it in the last series. I'm not saying they're gonna get Dustin Wolf back. No, mm-hmm. but yeah. I mean, Nashville was pretty open to trading Yaroslav Askarov. Which was it which was interesting to me. Um when that when that when that came out. And like, and depend, yeah, and depending yeah. on who you want to believe, the Bruins were ready to trade either Swayman or Allmark, neither of which are very old, but it, you know, if I'm Arizona, if I go from Vamelka to Swayman, I'm not unhappy about that. Mm-hmm. You know, like right. Uh, it just uh then there's um Gustafson in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Wedgwood's not that bad backing up in, in Dallas. Like mm-hmm. you can churn something out. There are a lot of young goaltenders from the American Hockey League last year, too. I'm gonna pull it up in just a second here. Um, you know, we mentioned some of them, Dustin Wolf. Um, you know, uh, here we go. Uh last year, goals against average in the AHL. You're, we'll just run through the top 10 or a few mm-hmm. of them. Uh, Joey Decord was another one who played amazing in the AHL last year. Louis Domingue for Hartford played really well. Uh, he's not a prospect though. He's a, he's an older guy. <laughs> no, he, he's an older guy for sure. But you know, for um, a developing team, like for a young team like Arizona to bring mm-hmm. in a veteran guy, like a Louis Domingue to back up, you know, a youngster, Makes sense. You wouldn't um, really do much worse than uh, I wouldn't say do much worse, but Connor, what's Connor Ingram bringing you? 
Right. I, I, I think Louis Domingue brings you almost the same. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? In, in some respects. Also, um, Carolina, for some reason, may be opening to trading Peter to uh, Kochetkov. So that's someone to look at. He's got. They some- did just sign him to that weird four-year deal. That kicks in this year, though. Right. I think it's four by four million. And I don't know why they would look to trade him, but they just extended both Auntie Ranta and uh, what's his name? Frederick Anderson, which was another weird decision by that front office. Right. So I'm not sure, but you might be able to get Kochekov out of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Jesper Wallstead, who may be, uh, I, I don't know what Minnesota's trying to do in goal. We're going to get to Minnesota, but yeah, Jesper Wallstead is a legitimate prospect, right? He's, he's going to be, he but is they, going to be very good, but they also have Gustafson and flurry right now. Mm-hmm. So are they letting him simmer for another year? Fine. Maybe. I don't know. But then Dustin Tokarski again, Yaroslav Oskarov. Um, Nadelkovich got moved and he's not in the AHL anymore, but he's, Nadelkovich in is another he's up Jari. <laughs> he's another interesting one though, because last year he only had a goals against average of 271 in the A. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. <laughs> That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh Wedgwood, I mentioned him in Dallas. Um, oh, you oh mm, this is gonna throw some names out there. You ready? Uh, you might also be able to get Spencer Knight out of Florida. They did sign Stolarts. They signed Stolarts. He's still going through the player assistance program, mm-hmm. but you can pitch it to Florida as we'll take the problem off your hand, and you can pitch it to the player as new start, new beginning. Yeah. Clean slate. Finish your treatment and then come play for us. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Kalen Booth is another one who's kicked around the AHL for quite some time who might find it soon. But mm-hmm. I mean, he's, I think he's like 28. Yeah. He's getting up there in age. I'm going to check. Let me see. Uh, he is a 97, 521, 97 date of birth. Mm-hmm. That's uh, 26. Yeah. Goalies can find it late. Last year with the uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds, two games played, three goals against, 1.84. I mean, okay. Um, in prior years, he was with Boss. He's nothing to write home about, but if he if he clicks, you know, as a three guy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like there, there's goaltending depth out there in the AHL. That's my point. That with where this team is right now, they don't need a Karel Vamelka. Now they need Karel Vamelka in four years. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Do you try to trade back for him then in that scenario? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I think the team that signed that gets him is going to sign him. Yeah. So but, like a forever, forever contract. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Although that's what Montreal did with Carey Price. Look how that worked out. Mm-hmm. I just, Karel Vamelka is their number one trade chip. He's just, we like you said, goalies are voodoo. Goalies are voodoo. But if you can throw in a Clayton Keller with your voodoo, 
Mm-hmm. That's the voodoo that you do do. That's the voodoo that you do do. And if you don't like that voodoo. No, we're not done. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> not done. You know why? Because LA tried to do that voodoo when they went for Jacob Chikrin. Mm-hmm. Right. And then what happened? And then word got out and what is it? Ron, not Ron Francis. Who, uh, Rob Blake said yeah. my terms or no deal. Mm-hmm. And they walked away and they ended up going with Corpusalo and, um, uh, oh shit. What's his name? The defenseman. Gavrikov came to me. So this, this team though, I mean, I'm, I'm also looking at it in their, in their division, mm-hmm. like the central, I'm sorry, but the central ain't that strong. It's not the central. The central is, um, which is why I kind of floated the question was like, if you're Armstrong, do you look at this team and like, wait a minute, we're kind of, we're kind of on the periphery here. We're sort of competing. The question is, is where, what are the standing looks like? That's the Mm -hmm. big question because. Arizona could is it realistic that this team is like fighting for a wild card spot come March? I guess is my is the ultimate question. Because March is around the time where you start going like, okay. See, the thing is, is by by January, February, they could be. And then all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. come March, they're not in it anymore. Like Mm -hmm. this team's basement is seventh place where they were last year, Mm -hmm. but their ceiling, like if shit clicks for them. They could be good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not division winning good, but fourth place. Sure. They could give a team like 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 that top line, especially if Cooley is doing Cooley things. Cool. Uh, they could give Lu- St. Louis and Nashville and Winnipeg and even Minnesota trouble. Mm-hmm. So they ultimately end up being like the spoiler that knocks someone out the last day of the season. And also, they'll give Calgary, Vancouver, San Jose, and Anaheim problems. Mm-hmm. So, and and if we compare them against Montreal, Detroit, I don't know about Ottawa, but we'll we'll name those. Uh, mm-hmm. Philadelphia, Washington, like if we look at where they are in their conference, last year they were thirteenth, sure, but they were 11 points behind St. Louis 12 mm-hmm. or sorry, 13 behind Vancouver. They could make that 13 points up this year. They could very easily be 20 points better than they were last year, which puts them right up with Nashville, Calgary and Winnipeg, mm-hmm. which puts them in the mix for not a lot, but they're in the mix. And that's a significant jump for this team. They are, I think the best thing you can say about Arizona is that they are where they are supposed to be right now. They, I'll put it this way. Uh, maybe not location wise. <laughs> what's funny about that is I was about to use a train analogy. Oh, go ahead. Uh, by all means. They are at the same point on the track as the Washington Capitals, but they're going opposite directions. You know what? I see it. And you know, and 
you know the train you know the train that is uh there, there there's a term for a train that is always on time and always reliable 310 to you the 310 to yuma <laughs> to mesa arizona to mesa arizona we go yuma next stop mesa mesa <laughs> mesa mesa they got to get the arena i mean i also think this team is going to see a massive resurgence in the next two years because I, I do think they get the arena done. I don't know why they went through with the vote that they went through to shoot it down in the first place. It was very, very badly handled. And um, it, it, they didn't have to do the vote. Why the fuck yeah. did you put it to a vote? Yeah. Yeah. They could have just done it and been like, hey, this is what we hear people want to do. And then when yeah. all the old people scream, we don't want it. Okay, well, oops. And then by the time the screams start to dwindle down, the building's done. Like, it just, it, the whole voting <laughs> and promotion. No, hey, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, actually, I kind of like that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Right or but, they, I mean, die. I've been I've been very vocal. I've been very vocal in thinking that Arizona should have should move, but in this scenario, they're here. This is where they are. Where should they move to, though? Not Quebec. I'm not one of those. Oh, you you um, want them completely out of the area? Yes. Yeah. But but but. This is the scenario that they're in right now. Is that is that they are the edict is keep you in the desert. So, for the record, Kansas City, Kansas bring City, back the, bring back the scouts. I I see like if you really look at that area, Mesa, Scottsdale, Tempe, Phoenix, like they're not that far apart. Mm-hmm. And Arizona being the desert that it is, it's it's all, it's all like decent, drivable. I'm sure there's a, a um, like a T kind of thing, like a, a public transportation thing from Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Like Mesa could oh, work. Yeah, there must be. Yeah. It just. <sighs> Where were they before Scottsdale? They were in Glendale. Glendale. I'm trying to see how far outside the city of. Oh, yeah, that's much harder to get to. But they pass a Home Depot. Yeah, no, that was the that was the issue. That was the issue with the Glendale Arena was that it was not it was not easily accessible by public transit. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I would need to get out in the area to see a little bit better. But from mm-hmm. what I'm seeing on the map, like Mesa is a pretty good area. You mm-hmm. know, I'm sure they get a lot because their original stadium was in Scottsdale, wasn't it? Uh, I when they were the or no, it was in Phoenix because they were the Phoenix Coyotes first. It, yeah, the Phoenix exactly. Coyotes who played in Scottsdale. Mm hmm. I think it was. I think it was. I think it was Phoenix because I think before they moved to Glendale, they were playing in America West in Phoenix, and then Robert Sarver, who owned the arena at the time, said, 
I don't want this hockey. T- I, I, there's no way I do not want this and said, get your own arena. 96 to 2003. They played in West uh, America, West arena. Now footprint yep. center. Yeah. Uh, then played at Glendale footprint center. <laughs> footprint center. Uh, now. Okay. So then played at Glendale's Gila river arena. Now yep. desert diamond arena. Uh, from mm-hmm. 03 to 22. Mm-hmm. And then they, what was, what wasn't that the rent issue up in, um, yeah, where they just stopped paying their rent. Yeah. But that was the old owner. They just stopped. Yeah. Just stopped paying it. What I want to know is now that there's a new owner in town, why can't they try to revisit that arena? Burn bridge. Too much of a burn bridge, even though it's even though it's a new guy. I think um, I think it's I think it's a combination of factors. I think it's it's too much of a burn bridge, and also Glenda, it just was not working. It just wasn't working over there. I mean, so, that's, yeah, you know, I, I I have a feeling with uh, what's his name, the Alex Murillo. Is that it, the new owner? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think he's ready to just say, fuck it. I'm buying this land. I'm putting this building up. And this is how we're going to get people to go. I mean, mm-hmm. they clearly have, albeit a small, dedicated fan base, they have a fan base. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they will get a better fan base when they get a better team. Mm-hmm. And I think he sees that. But in order to get the better team, what is going to attract uh, solid young talent and high-end free agents? A big boom of a building mm-hmm. with an amazing workout space and good mm-hmm. locker rooms and all the things the players want to feel wine and dined. And if he can afford to do it, which his pockets are deep enough, mm-hmm. then fucking just do it as they say, build it and they will come. Right. Because you have... 20 draft picks in the first three rounds over the next three seasons, you're going to save money on players one way or another. And you can budget literally a hundred million dollars for your draft, for your capital, for your cap space, Mm -hmm. budget a hundred mil for next year and the year after done. You're not like gone are the days. I think where they're going to sit here and take trash contracts, the Shea Weber's, the Brian mm. Littles, right? Warcheck. I think they're going to get out of that model. Although, fine, the league pays for those, insurance pays for those. It's not out of their pocket. So maybe they'll take on a few, but that's that's not the direction that this ship is going anymore. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm glad they were able to withstand all the calls to to relocate because I do think this team can work there. I think they're a couple years away, but they're on the right track. Mm-hmm. And I really want to see where this team stands come trade deadline. We're going to do check-ins on all these teams. Right. Coming up to the trade deadline, I really want to see where they are. Because, again, their ceiling is fourth place, in my opinion. Their floor mm-hmm. is seventh. Their ceiling puts them in the playoffs for you. Does it, their ceiling put them in the playoffs for you? Because you said, you said that the Central is pretty weak. 
Um, is there four teams in there? No. Okay. But you put them just outside of the playoffs. Yeah. There's, their ceiling has them just outside the playoffs. I mean, think about it. As as good or as questionable as the the central is, the Pacific is is that much stronger. I mean, your top four in the Pacific, Vegas, Edmonton, LA, Seattle last year, you can very easily throw Calgary above Arizona. Um, mm-hmm. I, last year you saw four and four. Even at the fourth spot, like if if Arizona's your fourth spot in the central, mm-hmm. something's really gone wrong with Winnipeg. <laughs> like uh, yeah like where, really where, where everyone's just mutinied on uh bonus finally <laughs> right something's gone really bad in winnipeg and oh by the way st louis has completely shit the bed too mm-hmm. yeah. and nashville is a big giant question mark like like they can be better than those teams mm-hmm. i'm not saying they're gonna be you know five points above i'm saying last year they were at 70 points Mm-hmm. Nashville and Winnipeg had 92 and 95 respectively. St. Louis had 81. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be 11 points behind St. Louis again. Mm-hmm. They'll be right up there. And, and St. Louis hung around Nashville for a long time during the season. Yeah, they did a long time. And then, yeah. And then it was, it was when they sold off. It's when they sold off. It right. It's once they sold off at the deadline when they sold off. Um, what's his name to Toronto? Uh, Noel Achari and Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly. Um, Ryan O'Reilly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Once they sold those pieces off, that's when they started to go downhill. They made a decision. It was the right decision for last year, but that's what took them away from a three uh, the tripod of middling teams. St. Mm-hmm. Louis will be better this year. Arizona will be right on par with them, I think. Mm-hmm. And then Nashville will debate whether or not they got better or worse. Same thing with Winnipeg. Winnipeg's also a question mark because what if they trade Shifley and Hellebuck? That knocks them down a, at least a peg or two. Yeah, for sure. So does Arizona overtake them without Shifley and, and uh, Hellebuck? Possibly. Mm -hmm. I don't know if St. Louis and Nashville are between them or not. That's kind of the the thing. But I don't have them being in the playoffs. I I have them assessing at the deadline, selling off a couple key pieces, bringing in more. And maybe next year, they're going to pull off a deal, I think, next year that's going to make you sit there and go, they got who? How Mm -hmm. the fuck? Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's what that's, we said. That's when... when. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say that's what uh, we said. Basically, when the Islanders pulled off the Bo Horvat deal, like we heard the rumblings, but then when they pulled the trigger right. on it, yeah. And you know what? I was I like, got wow. a name for you. Mm. Elias Pedersen. I think Vancouver. I think Vancouver um, desperately, desperately needs to sign that man. Problem is, is Jesse Miller. Desperately. Oh, desperately, for sure. That is a problem. 
They no no the, 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 the big no mistake. They have they, they are in a they are in a shit situation of their own doing. Yo yes. But <laughs> but if they do not sign Elias Pettersson, fold the franchise. <laughs> just just get rid. Cause but if you're you, Vancouver, you see why I mentioned the name? Yes, I do. I am absolutely. I, I I am absolutely smell what you're stepping in here. Um, oh, I'm stepping in it all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You are. Vancouver. Um, Va- Vancouver. Vancouver fans are uh, at your door as we speak. But also, two years out, like you're you're gonna have some really good unrestricted. Two years out, you're looking at Leon Drysital. Mm-hmm. Like if Drysital hits the market, Arizona can swoop in and take him. Does Drysital finally just say? Just Drysital just finally say, "I want to be my own. I want to be my one C, my own one C." Uh if you're putting Drysital and Cooley as your one two, if I'm Drysital, mm-hmm. I'm open to it. Mm-hmm. Especially if I haven't sniffed a cup, they haven't made it to the cup final. He can get his bag. And still compete. Also, by the way, just throwing it out there, top 10 unrestricted free agents two years out. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Dreisaitl, 29. Rantanen, 28. Mitch Marner, 28. Crosby, 37. I don't think they'd go for him, but Tavares, 34. Giroux, 37. Jamie Ben 35. Brock Nelson, 33. Andre Kuzmenko, that's a name they could try and go for also out of Vancouver as well. 29. Carter Verhage, 29. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to go for a little bit more youthful here. Uh, Mason McCavish at 22 will be an RFA. Wyatt Johnson will be an RFA from Dallas. Like, And they've got draft picks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with, with draft picks to spare, they could look at burning some bridges and just signing RFAs. All, all roads lead to draft picks and Carl Vomeka and <laughs> mostly, mostly Carol. Vom- I am man. We must have been recording for a while. I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble with words now. Listen, you got Valamaki and you got uh, who's the other one up here? Carconi and uh, yeah, um, I'll give it to you. You got okay. Vamelka. Right. You, you got that one. Uh, oh, okay. and Connor Geeky, by the way. They still have Connor Geeky on the non-roster. Geeky. <laughs> so they they have a bright future. The future's mm-hmm. not now. Mm-hmm. The future's not now, but the, I think they can see they can see they can see it in the distance. They can see it on the horizon. Look, if you're an Eastern Conference team fan, like a Boston Bruins fan or a New York Islanders fan and you want a team to re- root for on the Western Coast, start learning the Arizona Coyotes. Mm-hmm. Be okay with that team. Because one, they're going to be fun to watch because there's never going to be a dull moment for this team. Mm-hmm. Last year, they were boring. Oh, yeah. This year, they're, they're it, much like with San, what we said with San Jose the other day, there's a direction. There's a there's, there's a direction now. There's a forward there. Yeah, there is a forward. Yes, and it's gonna still be in Arizona. 
But you know what? Maybe there's some drama there too. Um, mm-hmm. But all you people wanting the franchise to move, just puck off. Well, that includes me, but you know, puck off. Yeah, you too. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> This team is stupid. Let's let's talk about them.